Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your host, Corey and Jojo Rankin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best, and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. All right, you guys, we are live, and that's what we have today, you guys. We have McCall and Tanner Jones, who are absolutely amazing and are just true inspirations. They're an amazing couple. They're so, so cute together, so, so cute together, but I don't think their journey started the way that it has that it's become now. McCall and Tanner, will you guys kind of tell us about who you are, what you do, and kind of how you guys became who you are? Because I don't think it was planned, was it, to become who you are today, right? Like Be- before we no. get before we get to that point, we often hear keeping up with the Jones and yeah. This time, get ready because we're gonna go fast. McCall has so much energy, so much exciting. <laughs> so it. get your paper, get your pen. And write fast because you will not keep up with the Jones unless you bring <laughs> your double speed and your handwriting at a very high level. Tanner oh. McCall, we are so thrilled for you to join us today on our group and in this podcast. Yeah, like Joe just said, tell us about who you are, what you do, and how your yeah. journey as entrepreneurs started. Yeah, of course. So first off, we're so happy to be here. This is only the second yeah. interview we've done together, and Woo-hoo. we really like doing those. Right. They're kind of more fun, aren't they? <laughs> They're so much yeah. fun. Doing it, I promise. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I we... pinch them, right? Yeah, punch them in, right in the arm. Yeah. So our so what we do? So we own a company called Charisma Hacking. So with yes. Charisma Hacking, we basically help entrepreneurs make people obsessed with them. So we work on <laughs> this is really geeky, but like personality utilization. So we yes. are able to dig deep into the specific parts of somebody's personality that make people obsessed with them, obsessively watch, obsessively buy from them. And we're able to amplify those things and help people show those things on video. So we both work together in charisma hacking, we both kind of cover different parts of yes. business. And so, yeah, so we are not only married, but we do work together every day, which yeah. is really fun. It's um, kind of fun, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's the best. It's the best. So our entrepreneurial journey, Tanner's been an entrepreneur a lot longer than I have. He was really the one that got me into it. So you can start that and then I can talk about kind of charisma hacking and how I got into that. But what kind of drew you to the whole I was just, I was, I was in college and I stumbled into this kind of world of online marketing and I had a site that was like, kind of, I kind of got lucky, but it started to take off. I was doing SEO stuff on it. And so I thought, you know what, we're going to have a semester where I'm just going to take the semester off. I'm just going to roll with this. It'll just be like a little like side thing for me to test. And then it turned into two semesters and I don't know, now I'm, you know, two dozen semesters away from that <laughs> moment. And I just haven't gone back yet. And so uh, I just had this background in, in, in marketing. And so when 
we went to Funnel Hacking Live to see my sister Catherine Jones present. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. I have to say she's amazing. She's the best. She is oh, definitely a top three sibling. <laughs> <laughs> Out of what? Seven, eight? I can't remember how many siblings. Yeah, there's eight yeah. of them. So, you eight know, it's, okay, it's not it. easy to get onto that podium, yeah. right? She has, yeah. to, she has to really work her way on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so when we went, like, I was aware of the internet marketing world, but I wasn't, I wasn't like part of the ClickFunnels community at all. And then it was also fun for me to watch McCall, who has like business savvy, but didn't have anything online to kind of watch her and her transformation go from completely in-person brick and mortar to, to this online business. Well, and like a really interesting thing too. So my whole background, I'll give you like the really condensed version of, you know, my origin story, if you will. But, you know, I started as a child performer. I had a background with a skill set and like building what I called checklists. And I really did from the time I was eight years old on, I had, I know this is a strong word to use, but perfected the art of being in front of people through like scientific principles. I literally tested things in front of every audience and, you know, every director and whatever. And I came up with really simplified ways to kind of demystify entertainment and what it takes to connect with people. And then I had this first business, you know, which I started because somebody asked me to help them with kind of this audition. And so I did, and I started in Tanner's parents' basement. And I, the whole business was before, after videos on really just teaching people how to be in front of people in a lot of different ways. And, you know, that was kind of like my entrepreneurship thing. And Tanner's role in that business is called Voices and Bootcamp. I loved it. But Tanner's role in that business, he would like, we would talk about business things and he'd be like, oh, like, you know, you should do music videos here. You should do that. But I mean, he was just the supportive husband that would like, carry all my equipment and like go get pizza when we needed it at the concerts and like he I mean obviously we support each other but we've always had very separate businesses and then we come together and you know we help each other just however we can that's kind of how charisma hacking started as well when I went to funnel hacking live like Tanner said the person that Catherine was excited to be at funnel hacking live was Tanner because he had this internet marketing background and she was like you're gonna love it you're gonna meet people who are just like you like like, I know what click funnels is and I was the person who was like drinking the Kool-Aid so heavily that was like, this is the best thing in the world. So I, I got home and was like all gung ho at the same time, you know, Tanner has had lots of different internet marketing projects. I mean, he's been a consultant, yeah. like he, he is always helping people with that and charisma hacking very quickly because I needed a lot of help and he's so good at so many things. It kind of, I kind of forced him to make charisma hacking. His side <laughs> I was like, can you help me build a funnel? And he's like, yes. Okay. And I'm like, can you also make it look cool like this? And he's like, yes. Okay. Like everything that I needed, <laughs> you know, I, I literally couldn't have done it from day one without him, but then there was yes. this switch. There was this switch that came where all of a sudden it wasn't just mine where like, yes, I coach people in charisma hacking and stuff, but like Tanner charisma hacking wouldn't be charisma hacking without Tanner. And like, he now is, <laughs> we call him the C O E E O because <laughs> I am the chief executive officer and he is the chief of everything because, else. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just, he has so much knowledge with like how long he has, you know, owned his own businesses, done SEO, done different aspects of internet marketing. He has this skill set that really, you know, you can't find anywhere. And he's the smartest human ever. So like now charisma hacking is, yes, 
course. Mm -hmm. But now charisma yeah. hacking like has a whole new kind of view of the horizon, I guess, because we're in it as a team, which is really fun. So it not only has like my performance background, but now it has like all the business strategies that yes. he has studied and cultivated and all the stuff that we kind of do together. So it's, it's a really cool thing. Well, and I love that. I love that for so many different ways, but one of the biggest things that stood out to me was because a lot of our entrepreneur couples, they work alone in the business. But like you had said, and this is the same with Corey and I, like I have certain superpowers that Corey doesn't. And he has superpowers that I absolutely don't or things that I hate in the business. Like I do not enjoy the techie stuff, not one bit. I'm all about the relationships, like the marriage coaching, that is all me. But Corey is great at the marriage coaching and he always has been, but he's amazing at the techie stuff too. So he has this double strength. Don't give me too much credit. I'm not a <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. Because it's like, so we divide our tasks. And I don't know if you guys did the same thing, but we divide our tasks. Like, what do I absolutely hate? And I, I cringe even thinking about doing. And what does Corey like not hate doing? And we use our strengths and our weaknesses to make it so we actually create the business and move forward instead of both of us in the same lane and doing the same thing and, you know, on each other's toes. Well, totally. one thing that I want to highlight that McCall said is it was her thing until it wasn't. One, yeah. She didn't say those words, but that's what she said is it was her totally. thing. Tanner, Tanner was helping a little bit, but then there was a moment that it switched where it became our thing, became yeah. charisma hacking the Jones, both of them. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and we can do so much more when our family's involved and the people that are closest to us in our life are a part of it. There's so many flavors to entrepreneurship. There can be a one entrepreneur home. There can be an entrepreneur where the couple works together. There can, in the same business, there can be entrepreneurs have their own businesses that are separate. They can have their own businesses that complement. There's so many different varieties, but whatever it is, us as an entrepreneur, when it's our thing, we often keep it as our thing. We don't share with our loved ones. And yeah, so I really love that you talked about becoming a team because that's one of the biggest challenges that Jojo and I see with entrepreneurs. Their spouse doesn't know much about the business. They don't know how they can support each other. They don't know all these different things. And if we will just communicate, if one, one challenge that I want every entrepreneur to have is whether you're one entrepreneur, whether your spouse wants to be involved or not, I want you to change your vocabulary about your business to our business. Hmm. Make it something that's the entire family. Include the children. Include your spouse. If your spouse wants nothing to do with the business, then their role might be purchasing the sticky notes. Like it, it doesn't matter. We're what, just cheering small, you on. But you know? invite your spouse to be a part of it. Allow it to be a family unit, to be the family business, not an individual thing. Hmm. Whether you have more than one business or you work together in the business, if it becomes our thing, the impact is so much better because yeah. now they buy into the mission. And Tanner, just something that Catherine talks a lot about is when you have when you're the leader of a movement, your people start to talk about you and for you and, and push okay. your mission forward. But there's no better place to have people talking about your business than your own family taking ownership of it. My eight-year-old, oh, he yes. loves it so much to yeah. be part of our business. My four-year-old asked me the other day he didn't want to go to bed he's like daddy can we do your business that means he wanted to do a video so he didn't have to go to bed and so we did we did a quick live but i can't tell you how rewarding it's been and what connection it's made for our family 
So our business is called Our Family Strong mm. with the letter R because of Rankin. But when you say it out loud, Our Family, you're taking ownership of it. And you can do that same thing as an entrepreneur for your own family. There's nothing greater to have the support from the people that matter most to you in your life. And when we exclude them or we don't talk about what we're doing in the business, if we don't give them an invitation to be involved, they won't be. Yeah. And so I love so much that you talked about becoming a team. And that was a long excitement about why I loved you talking about being a team so much, but working together as a team. And now that it's charisma hacking, both of you are working in progressing yeah. and having an impact there. What are some of the challenges that you guys might endure as a couple with Tanner being the smartest person that McCall knows and, <laughs> and McCall just doing your thing with your background in, in the performance. What are some of the challenges that you experience bringing your skills together to be united as one? I know one of them. I, I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't challenges because there absolutely are. I think that one of the main things that we work towards, I guess, is more awareness, especially because like, to be totally completely honest, this switch of it being our business is a very recent one. I mean, like yeah. I said, it was Tanner's side hustle of like me being like, please, I need this and this needs yeah. to be done and him doing it. Like him taking a really active role. It's a really recent thing. And we just recently had this discussion of like, hey, listen, this is going to be our thing like this is something that you know we both should take ownership of and tanner like he knelt down and he basically proposed and he's like o-e-e-o me and i was like oh my gosh yes it was beautiful I, it, we're such nerds did but, you guys get it on video please tell me you got it on video redo redo it's okay just redo, redo it tonight just, yeah, just cut out of this course. part of the interview. Right. Nobody will know. Right. You guys will be the only ones who know it was staged. Yeah. Uh, but one of like the really interesting things, like, especially, you know, we had never worked together before. We've been married, but business has added like a whole new, a whole new lens kind of of our yeah. relationship too. And the first thing that we talked about this the other day, but one of the first things that we were really becoming aware of is like how to communicate with each other with business things. Tanner can see into the future really far. And a lot of the conversations that we have, he talks about the future and I'm somebody who thinks with my feet. And like, when I know something and I know to do something, I do it right. Like I, yeah. I'm very much in the present and immediate future. And Tanner's like, okay, like, you know, in August, here's the direction we're going. And like, where do you see this in 10 years? And like, how can we help you get there? And I'm like, I'm thinking with my feet, like, here we go. Right. And I think that the combination of those things is actually quite beautiful because it's, yeah. it's, you know, moving us forward and in awesome ways. And we definitely need both of those perspectives, but I know, you know, when we speak about the future and I am like trying to figure out what's happening in the present, I just, I've had to communicate and like learn to be like, I'm getting a little bit stressed out right now. Like, yeah, we got to slow down. Okay. I need just, what am I doing right now? You know what I mean? And yeah. So it's more of like an awareness and the challenge is like knowing, knowing what to be aware of, I guess, which I know is kind of a silly way to say that, but it's things like that where it's like, okay, when we feel friction or really it's like, probably just anxiety on my part where I'm like, I'm trying to go as fast as I can. Right. And now, you know, I have somebody else running alongside me, which is so exciting. And we're like, okay, what's the best way to do that? What do we need to be aware of where we can use that, you know, to our benefit where we say, oh, okay, future things, Tanner, I know that he, you know, has a vision for this and like 
my immediate and then, you know, way in the future where I'm like, here's the big dream and here's what I need to do right now. They can kind of, they can compliment each other. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you failed out of that so quickly. <laughs> that was a dominating conversation. I think it's been helpful that we've been able to port a lot of our stuff that we figured out with our marriage first mm -hmm. over into our stuff. We communicate very differently. Which is I, so common, guys. So common. <laughs> we all communicate differently. And like with when McCall has something that she's stressed or she's worried about, she processes out loud. She's, she kind of, she'll open up where she's at in her thinking process. And <laughs> I don't do that. If I've got something that's like stressing me out or thinking, I like to process it internally first and I like to package it. And then once like I've got it in a place where I understand it, I can share it. And so like early on in our our marriage, there would be some difficulties talking because when I would have something that was like, where I would like share something as like, okay, this is where we're at. She would think to herself like, oh, like we're, it would be confusing for her to say like, no, Tanner actually really feels strongly about this because I don't usually bring something up until it's like firmly packaged. She thought I was communicating. I was, yeah. she thought I was like part of the process. I was, yes. I was flowing like she does. And then with me on the opposite side, when she would kind of say things at the beginning, I would think she was giving me these like fully packaged like thoughts. I didn't realize that we, were, that we were riffing, right? And and so I would move into like kind of a fixer mode. Like, you yes. know, she was bringing something to the table that she'd already like kind of said like, this is where we're going. When really I didn't realize early on in our marriage that her and I were brainstorming and she didn't realize early on in our marriage that her and I were like evaluating when I was. <laughs> and so- because we were able to like figure out things like that early on in our marriage, it's made the business stuff a little easier so that like she was talking about, she knows that when I'm being future looking, I'm not putting things on her plate, right? If I'm thinking about what happens in August or October or next February or in 2024 or whatever, that I'm not saying to her like, oh, this list of things that you're doing isn't enough. You need to be doing more. Hmm. Yeah. If we hadn't figured out that we communicate differently, earlier I think that would have destroyed us it was so bad we would be in <laughs> trouble but now we are familiar enough with the fact that like we just kind of it goes well differently and we get that now and so and I also when she's talking about stuff in the present I don't think to myself like oh she's ignoring the big Your picture future, right. whatever it's like no like her process is that she is she's the doer she's the right now she's the being present and I, that we would have been so screwed if we hadn't figured that <laughs> it out earlier. So, bad. so we were lucky that we had some stuff that we were able to like really mesh with each other early on. So that now in a more business related thing, it's like, this is familiar. Like we get each other. I we understand this. I think it's also really interesting that we talked about this, I think like several years into marriage. We used to think like, oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know if you ever said this out loud. I think I did. <laughs> that it was like, we are so similar. And then we are not at all <laughs> similar. And I, maybe it was just, <laughs> looking at me so many. You're, you're going to have to. It's just me. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're similar. And that's why we're in love and whatever. But it's, I think it's more that we just have come to understand each other, you know, to talk about something that is, I mean, outside of entrepreneurial, but has helped with everything, you know, that it, it kind of feels backwards, but there were a lot of really traumatic things happening in my life when not only we met, but we were dating and like before we got married. So like we had to dive into being able to have hard conversations and do hard things very early on. In Which is so marriage. good. 
Yeah. And, and like, mm-hmm. it was really hard, but mm-hmm. like our communication skills had to be built on the fact that like, we had to have real talk, like immediately, you know, and the backwards part of that is like, we've also had to learn with the business. And like Tanner was saying, like with me processing out loud and him coming with like, you know, more declarations or presentations and me coming with, you know, the brainstorming ideas and stuff. We've also had to learn how to have conversations that we can feel don't have high stakes. You know what I mean? Cause like we learn how to have hard conversations immediately. And then it's like, wait, now this doesn't need to be anxiety ridden. Like we're just, we can just talk about possibilities. We can just talk, you know? So like we've, we kind of did it backwards where like, I know that a lot of married couples figure out how to have hard conversations like several years into their marriage because they're forced into that. We did it backwards and it was like, oh, we know how to have hard conversations. We know how to talk. And now we're able to have, you know, I mean like high stakes conversations in business without feeling like it's life or death or like yeah. it's affecting or other attack. areas of our life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's been a really cool thing with like how we communicate with each other, how that has you know, come into our business and like how we're both able to advocate for our own ideas and stuff, right? It's like, I have a very clear vision of what I want for very specific things in charisma hacking. Other things I don't. And I 100% want his perspective, right? And he has a very clear vision of like specific strategies that he thinks this is what the plan is right. And other things he's like, well, what do you think? And I think that we're both able to advocate of like, no, this is one that, that I want. Right. And here's where I have a little bit of flexibility. And like, we're able to just talk right. When I'm like, wait, wait, no, like I, I need this one. And he's like, I need this one. It's, it's been really helpful. Just kind of. And I'm glad, I'm really glad that you guys brought that up because that is something that a lot of our listeners have struggles with because either the non-entrepreneur doesn't know where their role is or Mm -hmm. If they work together, figuring out that role and having those conversations. But one of the best things, and I don't know if you guys have done this, but creating conversations about triggers. And so like you can call them code words, you can call them triggers, you can call them whatever you want. But like if there is something that you know is about to create a conflict or you know that is important to you, then you can come up with that with a code word. Like for instance, if I knew that I had this specific dream and I really wanted it accomplished, like if Corey was thinking in the future and I'm here and now, we both kind of do both. But so I could come up with a code word with, okay, here and now. So he knows I'm not discarding what his process is, what his thoughts are. I'm He's able to know I'm just speaking and these are what I'm thinking of right now instead of him feeling like I'm discarding what he's saying or what his thoughts are. And you can come up with code words in all aspects of marriage and parenting and everything. Like code words are amazing, Mm -hmm. but it gives you guys this, this equal ground of there's no attacking. We're just having a conversation. We're just, we're just speaking. We're just doing this. And, and it really can change the relationship from what could become a massive fight Mm -hmm. to okay, all is good because we're not trying to hurt each other. We're just trying to speak. really love how you talked about figuring it out in your marriage and you were able to carry that over into the business. And a lot of times we do it backwards as entrepreneurs yeah. where we feel like we have to figure out everything and we don't bring it into our marriage. We don't bring those skills mm-hmm. in. And so yeah. we solve problems in our business, but we don't use those same tools or skills that we have to solve problems in the home. So as an entrepreneur, what do you do? You solve problems. Many entrepreneurs are very good at solving problems, but they have problems at home. And mm. if we will just 
focus the same amount of energy that we do to solve problems in the business and solve them at home first, we can be like McCall and Tanner and carry those skills into the business. But McCall, the, <laughs> I, I, as you said that you've been able to translate those skills from communication in the marriage to, to in the business, charisma hacking is about communication. It is about showing up in a version that is your best. They're showing up in a way that's authentic. That's showing up in a way where you can cl- people clearly know and understand what the message you're trying to share. And so yeah. there's a lot of fights in a marriage if people don't understand clearly what we're saying or how we do that. Tell us as entrepreneurs, how can we use skills of charisma hacking or learning our identity, learning how we can communicate from ourselves, from our heart to really solve both problems in the business and in the marriage? Because one thing Jojo and I talk about is that if it's challenges at home, it's very challenging to show up in the business in a way that's effective, that's high, high value, that yeah. is solving problems. So tell us a little bit more about charisma hacking and how learning those skills or identifying what characteristics we have or how we can show up, how those skills can really allow us to thrive in the home and in the business so people can know and understand what we're trying to communicate. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of what we even talked about this in our marriage, it was like a couple months ago, but a term that I use in charisma hacking a lot is emotional accuracy. Like you said, charisma hacking is really all about connection and communication, right? It's about creating trust and having, you know, I don't really like to use the word authentic because I feel like it's hard to measure. It's kind of hard to pin down, Yeah. but emotional accuracy, you can measure. Is it right or is it wrong, right? Is it accurate or is it inaccurate? With marriage, with entrepreneurship, with connecting with people on video or really just any relationship in your life, this concept of emotional accuracy is very important. You know, the most simplified version of it is, you know, mean what you say and say what you mean, but it's how you say it that allows people to interpret and feel the level of emotional intensity that you need them to. Right. And we talked about this, like I said, several months ago, even in our marriage, the concept of what I call emotional mapping and being able to effectively communicate not only the type of emotion, but the level of emotion that you need to in order to get your point across. A lot of times, you know, it was some sort of conversation we were having. And, you know, like Tanner said, when he comes with his ideas and they are fully formed, it's not necessarily, I mean, it's not that it's not up for discussion, but he's, he is presenting a fully cooked thing, right? And, you know, something that we had to discuss was the concept of emotional accuracy. It's like, when you feel really strongly about something, I need to know that, right? I'm a theatrical person, right? Emotional accuracy is something that I've learned to use. For Tanner, you know, he has less range, even like with his voice and with, he's not on stage all the time, right? He's not a super theatrical person. And for me to interpret his emotions, he has to be extremely accurate with me and say, this is a big deal to me, right? With the words that he chooses, the way that he says that, so that I know, is this more lighthearted? Is this a lower stakes emotion? Or is this a critical high stakes emotion that I need to interpret correctly, right? The way that you communicate with people, you know, it, it just adds a whole layer of not being misinterpreted. And I think that a lot of fights with couples and even in entrepreneurship happen because there's a lack of emotional accuracy. Somebody can come and even if you get the copy or the words right, right, to use entrepreneurial language, the copy or the script, right? If you say, you know, I'm really sad and I'm really upset about something. If you say it in that way, somebody's going to say, 
okay, yeah, like, thanks for telling me, like, yeah, let's deal with this. But if you're like, I am sad and I am upset and I'm going through, they will interpret it completely different, right? Even though it's the same words, the way that you present that information is so critical in the interpretation of that information, right? So whether it's in your business, on video or in your relationships, making sure that if you feel sad, you need to sound sad, look sad, right? You need to communicate that in an effective way. Same thing if you're angry, same thing if you're happy, if you're enthusiastic, right? I think that a lot of people will feel less validated or even completely invalidated when they share something exciting because they don't get a reaction that they want. When the other person really is excited, but they don't emotionally map the other person. They're not saying, listen, I'm going to show you with my voice, face, body, everything, right? In an emotionally accurate way that like, oh, this is how I sound when I'm excited. So when you tell me something and I'm excited, I'm going to respond in this way instead of, you know, oh yeah, okay, you told me about it and I'm excited. And that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the emotional accuracy has been a really key thing in our marriage. I am one who, I'm a person who wishes I was mysterious. I wish I could hide my emotions and I cannot. And they're always on my sleeve. And it's been an interesting thing for me to, you know, say to Tanner that he needs to be less mysterious or like, hey, let's, you know, have a little bit more emotional accuracy here so that I can interpret things better, right? So that I can be a better listener. I can be a better, you know, spouse. I can interpret accurate information and that he can be heard better, you know, with obviously with that relationship, but with our business as well, like I was saying before, some things are mission critical and we have to know that, especially because, you know, we're used to dealing with very high, intense, right? Traumatic situations from, you know, before we got married. Now it's like, okay, We have to emotionally map those correctly. Otherwise, my nervous system will interpret it like a traumatic experience or like my nervous system won't put enough emphasis in something that I need to, right? So it's, yeah, it's all about emotional accuracy. For me, the thing that she was talking about to switch it to like the, what a charisma hacking client like experiences, it's why everyone's falling apart on video because you can have, if you can write it and you can copy, and there are so many people who say, I have a great thing and I know my stuff is good. I've done my research. I've got like my testimonials, that everything seems great. And then they get on video and it just falls apart. And a lot of times I think what people do is the first thing they reach to is they go, it's because I'm nervous. It's I'm nervous. I'm inexperienced. This will go through like this, this will be a thing. But the truth is, it's like, if we were to approach that, like what we're just saying, like with a marriage relationship, if somebody wasn't being emotionally accurate with their spouse and it didn't turn out well, you probably wouldn't give that like person the advice of like, you know what? It was just like a nervous exchange. Try again. Or just have that same conversation the same way a hundred times. It'll fix itself. And the truth is, yes, and it doesn't. And so that's what's exciting about charisma hacking is that it, it forces somebody into this place of saying, why... Is it really that what I've got inside of me isn't coming out the way that I want it to? So here's an interesting thing. I know we're just, <laughs> we're just no, you're good. You go. This is how we do it. I love it. At Funnel Hacking Live. So I kind of told this story for the first time this way when I was talking to Catherine the other day. Something happened at Funnel Hacking Live that really helped me create charisma hacking. And I was with this group of people. I was meeting all these new friends. You guys have to know if you know me at all. I love to make new friends. It's my very favorite thing. And I was making all these new friends at Funnel Hacking Live. 
And, you know, I'm a person who's like really bubbly and all these things. And when they would tell me their solutions or the thing that they were solving and, you know, talk to me about their world takeover plan, they would be one type of person, right? And one way. And then later on, we would, you know, gather with similar people and then in new networking situations, new people would come and they would ask them the same question of like, what do you do? Tell me, you know, your solution. And they would fall apart. And like it all of a sudden, I saw people wouldn't even listen to them. They would like get on their phone and like nobody would listen to this really cool thing that they just told me about. And what I found myself doing, it almost gave me anxiety because I was like, hey, like, you're, like, you're being rude. To this. So I would like hype them up. Right. And like I started saying things and the more networking situations we would go to, essentially I was charisma coaching these people that I was with, but I'd be like, like, they're the best in the business. Like you don't understand, like this is what's happening. And I would help them, you know, like we said, even just be emotionally accurate with people of like, these are the pain points and these are the things that are possible. And like, they kind of, they saw that. And then over even like 10 minutes of networking, they became better. They became more emotionally accurate of who they really were. And I watched them transform with very little coaching, right? It was like, listen, here are the things that you need to harness and here are the things that you need to bundle. And like, I saw these people fall apart. Right. And then an extra layer just happens on video when, because the red light fear and everything, it's one of those things that when people fall apart, people don't listen to them right? Yeah. People have the best solutions. It's why charisma hacking is so important to me. It's because before, you know, I saw my impact on the world being like, okay, I can maybe help people try to be famous or something. But now the people that we've chosen to impact with charisma hacking, it's entrepreneurs for a reason. Yeah. Because they're changing the world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They each have a unique solution that actually changes lives. And like, yeah. if we can empower them to make people actually listen to them, then our impact on the world, right, becomes infinite because we're empowering people who will change the world. So it's kind of the selfish desire of like, no, no, guys, we have to make people listen to your stuff. What are we doing here? That is awesome. And I just love you guys. Every interaction we have, I'm just so elevated and I love your input. To be honest, I want to keep you guys here all day. I'm not going to <laughs> because you guys are busy changing the world and I've appreciated your time here but before we go i got two things that i want to ask first thing is tanner you mentioned falling apart on video so i want to hear from one or both of you your top one to two things that people can do to make sure that they avoid falling apart on video and in their business and or in the marriage and then the second thing i want to know how can people work with you how can people get charisma hacked and come into your world yeah I'm start on the first one with my world and then you can dive into charisma hacking i also want you to share i i mean i've i've coached tanner on charisma hacking too so you can say things that have helped you if you want <laughs> you on the spot you go ahead say whatever you want take as much time as you want it's, your, it's yours to let to him share, box it first right yeah as much as you want we're yeah. here for you guys mccall knows all things charisma hacking so we're just gonna let her her say that stuff one of the things that I can bring to the table for this question. And this is a good analogy because, you know, we're talking families and stuff like that. There's this idea that you have to use an object or a tool or a thing in the way that it is built to be used. So you can see this problem happen when you see a parent 
who's trying to be a best friend. Or you see sometimes in some families, you'll see a older sibling that takes the role of mother or parent. And those things, like you can feel it stretch. You can feel it like kind of bursting at the seams where it's like, it's not being used quite the right way. It's like eating soup off a plate. It's just, it just doesn't feel quite right. And so one of the things that I have become aware of, and and we've talked a bit about this, is this idea of different social drivers. Certain people will struggle on camera if they treat the place that they're going to be posting the video in different ways. The way that you're going to be on a Facebook Live, it's different than the way you're going to be on YouTube. It's different than the way you're going to be if you're talking on Clubhouse. And so oftentimes, just it's just being contextually aware of where you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to act is huge. And it's also why if you look at, it's part of the reason why Charisma Hacking stepped into a role really easily. There were a bunch of very talented onstage performers who crumbled when Corona hit because they got on video and they started acting the same way. And they were still charismatic, fun people, but they didn't realize that it like, the environment had shifted. And so everything that they thought was working all of a sudden didn't fit with the new thing. So, so from my perspective, there's a whole theory on this that there's not nearly enough days to, to go over, but it's to be contextually aware of where you're at when you speak. And that's part of that, that performing on video is making sure you know you're appropriately using the principles that apply to that platform. Oh, I like that. I love that. As far as charisma hacking, I think a couple of the very first things that everybody needs to know, the really interesting thing is this isn't necessarily targeted towards only beginners. This is across the board. You know, we're working on this big project right now that's launching in, I don't know, probably July, but we're building a charisma hacking personality test slash analysis that when you take it, it will give you custom charisma hacking trainings based on your personality type. The cool thing, like I think that the product is going to be extraordinary. It's going to be really cool. We put a lot of stuff into it, but the research that we're doing and the ways that we've had to dive into charisma hacking as a science have been so fascinating. And it's been interesting to see, I mean, we have deeply analyzed every different type of personality that we have been able to get our hands on, right? Every different personality that we've been able to see and not only different personality types, but different personality like levels, which we can kind of explain, but something that has been very universal across the board with like the people who have already built massive audiences and the people who are very, you know, publishing their very first videos is this concept of there's a voice for every audience and audience for every voice, right? And when you start publishing, there's a lot of advice out there. This might be a little bit controversial, two things that it might be a little bit controversial, but the advice is always like, just start. Nobody's listening. Nobody's watching. It's totally fine for you to fail your way through your first how many ever episodes or how many ever things, you know, and I understand the sentiment. I really do. It's right. just trying to move people to action. Absolutely. But that in, you know, 
pairing that with kind of this alter ego effect of like, you know, you can turn it on and like be somebody different on camera or be somebody different on your podcast and, you know, really speak to your audience that way. And then you'll find your voice. What ends up happening is people start creating an audience for a person who doesn't exist, right? They start creating, they start putting time and effort basically into a time bomb that once they do become the version of themselves that they're supposed to be, which some people tragically never find, and they keep going to this time bomb person, right? They are feeding an audience who will never accept them how they really are, right? When there is an audience out there that will, and like by starting in a place where you are approaching it in a way that is, you know, to use the word that I don't like, but inauthentic or not yourself, you're not doing yourselves any favors. You are literally building a time bomb that will explode. And every audience member that you gain or any traction that you start to build will go away. Right. So this concept of a voice for every audience and audience for every voice, the first thing that people have to know is every single personality is charismatic by the definition of charisma hacking. It's being able to make strangers trust you and those who know you aggressively devoted to you. Everybody already has a person in their lives that's aggressively devoted to them. I hope at least one. We're not trying to, you know, recreate the wheel here. We're trying to recreate that relationship to the masses, right? We want you to have more relationships with your audience like you do with your spouse, like you do with your family, like you do with your best friends. Right. I was telling Tanner, I keep like getting emotional about even like this funnel hacking live experience. I'm so excited about it. But everything with charisma hacking, I've never had something in my life that has been so built around exactly who I am that I don't have to worry about faking anything. I mean, like to be you. That's why we started what we do, because it just it was our passion. Yeah. It's what you were built to do. Like you know, inside, like this is you. And oh, I love that. And you, you is pretty incredible. That is directed for everyone, but specifically those I'm talking to right now, McCall, Tanner, you guys are, you is incredible. Everyone else is incredible. When we are showing up, when we're loving, when yeah. we're serving, you didn't answer the most important question. The second question, how can people come into your world? How can people get charisma hacked? And how can people change your life through your services. Yeah. So I'm a human. I love to connect with people. You guys can totally add me on Facebook. I, cool. you know, make sure that my messages are answered and everything. Also, you can go to charisma. Should we say vault? Go to charismahacking.com or charismavaults.com. Either one of those works. But if you, if really, you want to work with if, us, then charismahacking.com is a place to go. For but sure. really a great place is just say hello to her Instagram DMs. Like yeah. Just, Instagram, she's, Facebook, I love people. She is friendly. Pretend, <laughs> I'm friendly. Pretend like she's just your best friend. We'll get along great. I love it. I love it. Well, we oh, appreciate you guys, you guys joining us today. You guys are incredible. I want to keep you. you longer, but you guys are busy changing the world, and I know <laughs> you're going to go back to doing that. So we appreciate your time, and thank you for joining us. And please, those who are listening, get Chris in the hack. Allow Tanner and McCall to change your world because they've changed ours and they will change yours too when you dive into their content, when you follow them and when you listen to what they have to say. And just so you guys know, you guys are amazing. Everybody that's listening, like you do have a purpose. You have a reason for why you're on your journey and just keep going, keep pushing because you have something to share. 
And that's what we have for you guys today. Strong business. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.